Hello all and welcome back to another episode of Three Got Game. I'm your host Ryan and I got co-host Matt and John. Uh, and then tonight we also have a special guest, uh, Gigi's friend, Bessa. Gigi, how you doing tonight? Good, how you doing? Good, I'm good. Good, good, man. Good, you know, another day. Packers won. Fantasy sucks, but, you know, doing all right. That's good. That's good. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I am doing extremely well. The Patriots won. Uh, the Red Sox won. So, so it's been a good weekend. Can't wait to get into it a little more. Definitely, definitely. And Beth, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing as good as Urban Meyer after a loss. You know, just getting <laughs> ready for the next win. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, Tonight's going to be fun. All right, guys. um, Let's hop right into it. So um, we're going to start off a little different. We're going to hop into baseball because I feel like that's the hotter subject. Uh, Matt, why don't you start us off, you know, with your Yeah, most certainly. Yeah, most certainly. Um, Before I get to the Red Sox, I just want to give a shout out to both the Astros and the Braves for winning their series as well so far. So... And the Dodgers-Giants are still playing. They are tied at 2-2, and uh, they're playing tomorrow in San Fran. So that'll be very interesting and winner-take-all. So whoever wins that game plays the Braves, and right now the Red Sox are playing the Astros. But as for Red Sox, I'm so happy. I did not expect this to happen. I thought the Rays were going to either sweep us or beat us 3-1. And fortunately, it turned out to be the opposite. The Red Sox won three to one. And after game one, I thought I was going to be right. Like, the Rays killed us. They killed us 6 nothing. We had no momentum going. We didn't have any kind of offense. Our our third third best pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez, did not look good. So, so yeah, game one didn't go as well as expected. But games two through five – or games two through four – the offense showed up big time. In game two, they scored 16 runs, bunch of home runs, bunch of big hits. Like, they came through. And then games uh, three and four, they both ended with walk-off hits. In game three, the Red Sox were down two to nothing to begin with, and they caught all the way up. And and it actually went to extra innings. And by the bottom of the 13th inning, the most unexpected guy, our catcher, Christian Vasquez, hit a walk-off two-run home run. And then in game four, T.K. Hernandez hit a sack fly to to win us a series. So, so yeah, all in all, it was an exciting series. I'm so happy for my Red Sox, and I'm interested to see how they do against the Astros. And uh, I know I said this against the, when they played the Rays, where I wasn't – too confident, and right now I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not too confident against the Astros. Like, Astros have a great team. They've been there before. Like, they have a bunch of studs like Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, like, all those guys. So, I got so a I question. Think that, yeah, if go the ahead. Astro- Sorry to interrupt. If the Astros, say, hypothetically speaking, they do just go off and win it all, does it take away from the stink, the stink of the cheating scandal? Oh, absolutely. Like, it just showed that they were always a good team. Like, if they win this year and, like, everybody's watching them closely to make sure they don't cheat, then, then yeah, it'll definitely take a little bit off their shoulders. I mean, it won't 
I mean, the 2018 World Series, like, that's going to be a stain forever. But, but like, it'll definitely lessen the load a little bit if they win this year. But, um, but yeah, it'll, but it'll be an interesting series, and I can't wait to see what happens. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, should be an exciting um, rest of the series. Um, but let's uh, hop into football, something that we uh, – we like to talk about. All right. Uh, we usually start off with our team's games. Um, G, let's start with you and the Packers and the Bengals. Well, um, once again, like I did before, I want to double dip. This was my game of the week, and it's as well as my favorite team. So I'm just going to get right into it. I mean, first off, the last two minutes of the game. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Excuse my language, but there was five missed kicks in the last two minutes of games. Matt, I wanted to scream at you when I was texting you when you texted me after he finally made it and you said he makes it when it counts. And I was like, what happened to the first three kicks when they counted, bro? <laughs> like, clearly that wasn't the case tonight. But I'm glad we got it done. I'm honestly – I want to um, talk a little bit about uh, Rodgers bouncing back after a rough start. He played poorly the first quarter and then caught fire the rest of the way. I'm pretty sure he was like 22 of 25 after the first quarter, and just shredded them apart. Devontae, 200 yards, 11 catches. Dude's a freaking alien, man. I mean, I don't even know what to say to him. And I personally, at this point, I'm just wondering why teams don't just double cover him literally every play. It just seems like that's all Rodgers likes to throw to, and that kind of worries me a little bit. There needs to be a secondary receiver that um, comes up. I'm hoping when MVS comes back, you know, he can be that back to being that go back to being that vertical threat. And I'll open it up a little bit more for the other guys. Um, but defensively, uh, shout out to Kevin King. He played solid. Um, not spectacular, not great, but he was solid. He made some tackles. Uh, got hurt again. Not a shock. So he's probably going to miss this week. I mean, good $6 million signing, I guess, Green Bay. But, you know, he played well when he was in. Uh, the rookie, Eric Stokes, he looks absolutely the part. Dude looks like he's going to be a star. Um, I'm hoping Jair comes back and big uh, Zadari Smith comes back. So this defense uh, can possibly be even elite, honestly. Like, that's where I feel like it could be headed. I mean, Devon, um, Campbell, our middle linebacker, has been playing spectacular. Um, so, you know, I like how the defense has played un- well undermanned. Um, but we, you know, we just got to keep it going. Um, we got a tough stretch coming up after these next couple of games. So I really think we need to stack wins before we go to, like, Arizona and Kansas City and whatnot. Yeah, gee, I got a question. Do you think mm-hmm. Darius Smith is going to even come back? Like, he just had back surgery. That takes a while to recover from. I'm personally worried that both him and Jair aren't coming back. Um, Big Z. I think Jair has a better he, chance. He's got shoulders, a chance. Shoulders are easier to come back from, but back, like, yeah. especially if you had procedure on it, like, He's not playing. The, yeah, he's not playing the regular season. The op, the hope with him is he's ready by playoff time or like towards the end of the season. I'm not really counting on it. It'd be nice. Um, luckily, Preston Smith, you know, does what a player typically does when they have one year left in their deal, play extremely well. So you know, hopefully, he can keep that up. Rashawn Gary's been playing well, so I mean, if they can keep it up. It'll be it'll be fine. Um, Jair. I'm optimistic, but I'm also cautious because there's not much information except that they're giving him rest. So, I mean, I don't know. Man, he's he's on IR, right? 
Yes, a short-term IR, yeah. They're just they're they're trying to rest his shoulder before deciding if he needs surgery. So, yeah. you know, hopefully he'll be back. I think that the secondary will be elite because the kid Stokes is playing phenomenally so far. Knock on wood, honestly, I don't want to jinx him. But since he's been thrown in, the dude's been he's been every bit worth the draft pick as a first rounder. Um we you need these gritty wins sometimes too, so it's good that we picked it up. Um, Crosby has these funky games once every couple of years. I think like in 2018, he missed five kicks in Detroit. We were lucky enough to win it this time. Um, and sometimes you need ugly wins. So I'm happy with the team and hopefully we can keep stacking these wins. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's hop over to best and his team is, uh, Patriots. Uh, Huge what do you think of your, your game? Um, it was ugly. It was ugly, but, uh, very was... ugly. <laughs> Yeah, you know what though? Like, I'm not being fascinated by Tony uh, Jones. Um, I, I'm actually very happy with the pick, but the, the coaching staff is just not opening up that playbook to him at all, and it's going to cost us wins down the road. And if you want to make the way I look at it is, if you want to make sure that your first round pick, the highly touted one, the one that you were very evasive over. You know, if you want to make sure that he develops into that franchise quarterback, you got you got to give him like free reigns of the the playbook. In my opinion, okay, man. I mean, we talked about that last week. I mean, you pretty much hit nail on the head there. Um, um, I think I think they did open it up a little more. Like you saw a couple passes he threw to Hunter Henry, especially especially one to Hunter Henry for the touchdown. Like I think they they're starting to let him let him like throw. Push the ball down the field a little more, like as that, the season goes on. That's but yeah, because uh, this off uh, this offense as it's currently formed, it was formed for a Cam Newton kind of player. You know, the two tight end set with uh, Damian Harris in the back. That's a ground and pound kind of team. You know, now that you're forming it more into what he's looking for, you can turn uh, you can turn one of the tight ends into a running back or into a blocking uh, tight end or what have you, and just completely change up the the shift for Mac Jones so he can throw it to Bourne down the field or, you know, if, uh, if Enkil Harry ever, he suited up this week. So if he ever actually wants to catch a ball, so maybe he could get something in the end zone. <laughs> and uh, they paid big money for Nelson part too. I think 13 mil a year. So he better do something. Uh, as yeah. Well. He, he's got wheels, but that's what I'm saying. So he's only going to be able to do something. He's a stretch the field kind of receiver. So he's only going to be able to, you're gonna you're giving him the free range to go chuck the ball downfield, you know. For sure. And that lot. And another. Uh, uh, so. he, he had he had a he had a little bit of a um, I, I'm I, I'm huge on Damian Harris this year. I think he's gonna hit that uh, at least twelve hundred and fifty rushing yards. But uh, I am also huge on him in fantasy, so uh, we don't talk ill about his kind around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that that's a little bit of a concern. Now, also, the other thing is, Patriots defense did not look good in the first half. Uh, like, so they need... I, I I've heard about you, and <laughs> I had to come. If you pull up almost every statistical like for defense, every stat for defense, Patriots are top five right now. We haven't given up more than twenty two points in a game. Like twenty two has been the highest. That's that's probably not true. I'm not looking that up, but. What we are not losing at major clips, and I'm pretty sure we haven't lost anything big. Um, the Saints game, that's it. Saints, yeah. yeah, 
But, but that was basically because that Max was an an, that was an anomaly. You know what I mean? You know that was twenty eight points. Other than that, <laughs> people aren't cracking twenty two. It's a top five defense. The only thing that you should have a gripe with about the defense is that we freed up room by getting rid of Stephon Gilmore to bring in Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins on his first stint with the Patriots was phenomenal, and then he, you know, he wanted Jamie Collins money, so he went to uh, he went to Cleveland. When he came back from Cleveland, he was still phenomenal. And then he ended up, he wanted Jamie Collins' money and went to Detroit. I don't think that he's going to have the same zip that he's going to have. You know, you have a reigning defensive MVP on your team, and you trade him away for a 2023 sixth-round pick. I would much rather just let him go at that point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how they do without Gilmore. Because, I mean, I think J.C. Jackson will – Take away one side of the field, but um, the other side, like, we'll see what happens. I mean, they yeah. play the they play Cowboys next week, and that's actually that's, I'm gonna double dip. Like, that's gonna be my game of the week uh, this coming weekend. So this is yeah. gonna be a good test for them against against an offense like Dallas. Yeah, I can to. totally see this being their barometer for the season. I've got a running joke that um, I don't care what happens, the Patriots are gonna go eleven and six this year. <laughs> Um, so if they can, if they can do well and keep Dak and Zeke, you know, on board, then I completely believe that we have the ability to go 11 and six, you know, just get out the early, early season kinks and then start getting some W's under your belt. Cause the back-to-back W with Mac Jones, especially with the Cowboys would be phenomenal, especially for the trajectory, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, and moving on to uh, my game, the Jets and the Falcons. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, that was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Um, I had to wake up at 9.30 in the morning to watch the game and watch the Jets get actually crushed in the first half. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the most concern is that the Jets need to start getting off to a better start. Uh, the first quarter, I think they've, like, combined for, like, zero first downs and, like, less than 100 yards. So it's really uh, sad to see. Um, but you know, being down 17, three at halftime to have them come back to be like 27 to 20, still pretty impressive, um, from the defense. Um, but I mean, when you have, uh, a 15 year vet, Matt Ryan, you can't just let him start throwing the ball everywhere he goes. Um, he, had, he was 33, 45, 342 and two touchdowns. And that's what a former NFL MVP does to you. Um, for Zach Wilson, uh, I feel like there's steady improvement, but still needs to um, just get experience and learn. Uh, his interception he had was late to the receiver and uh, off placement, but that's just a learning curve. I feel like we just need to start establishing the run more and uh, just pounding the rock. I feel like Michael Carter, Michael Carter's are one of our best running backs right now, and he just needs to uh, just give him the ball. He's been well in between the tackles. Um, but other than that, like impressive game, the Falcons, uh, Cordell Patterson, I mean them without, uh, Calvin Ridley and their other receiver, which I forgot, but like, again, you know, they played a imp- pretty impressive game. They ran the ball well and, uh, they won and that's how it is. But the Jets, they just need to improve. It's going to take time. That- Yep. I was gonna say that guy is on a he's on a godly tear lately. Cordero pa- Patterson. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> he's he's putting up like Devontae Freeman numbers. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had three touchdowns last week. Dude's yeah, got like 70, 80 yards. Yeah, he's, he's like 30. The week before, I think it was like two touchdowns also. Yeah, yeah. he's been absolutely lighting it on fire, dude. I don't know what's and, going and on. And I'll tell you this, Kyle Pitts is the real deal. He is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. We knew um, that going into this year. Like, yeah. he was – he's going to be the next man up at tight end. So now, I'm not a big college guy, but Kyle Pitts was taking what, eighth overall? Fourth. Fourth, Fourth yeah. overall. When you see a – I think I got that confused because of his jersey number. But when you see <laughs> a tight end going fourth overall, they better be, you know, Gronk-esque. They better be like – for them, Tony Gonzalez, you know what I mean, esque. If you're spending that kind of draft capital, they better show up. And, you know, he's showing that he, you know, he has the aptitude. For sure. Most definitely. Yep. All right, moving on to next week's games. Um, gee, you already did your double dip. Um, what? What? You, what go ahead. Well, we did it for last week. I doubled it for last week. Oh, uh, okay. So this yeah. week, what are you doing? Um, what I'm doing this week is the game I'm looking at is Arizona versus Cleveland. Um, and I'm more so looking at Cleveland than Arizona. So, um, as you guys know, this is Baker Mayfield's contract year. Baker Mayfield hasn't exactly lit the world on fire. Now, to be fair, we know this is a rushing attack, but he has four touchdowns and two picks on the year. I mean, like, the turnovers are low, but they're clearly, like, tasking him to be more of a game manager. Um, he's going to have to start showing a little bit more. And um, to be fair, you know, the Browns lost last week. They scored 42 points. The game's not on him. But when he gets in these late-game situations, you know, week one, he had a chance to beat the Chiefs. He couldn't. This week, I watched that final drive, and there was no urgency. He was throwing check downs. I mean, like... They, he didn't want to push the ball down the field. He, I, it just seemed a little off. He's got to show, if he wants that money, he needs to show that he's a franchise player. And I think a win with him playing well over an undefeated team would go a long way to proving that. Um, on the other hand, you have the Cardinals, who just came off a big divisional win. Offense looks sloppy. I'm not going to look too far into that because divisional games can be surprising. Everyone knows this. I mean... You know, you get weird stuff happening in division every year. Top teams, bottom teams, you know how it is. And that division's competitive also. So, um, the Cardinals' offense um, versus the Browns' defense is going to be interesting because the Browns' defense just had a terrible performance, and they're much better than they've showed. I think they'll be one of the top defenses this year still. And then you have the Cardinals' offense, who just came off a terrible performance and they're better than what they are. So it's going to be interesting to see which team kind of gives way here. Um, Kyle is going to keep on his MVP trajectory that he's in. He's in the mix right now. And if Baker can play well, lead his team to a victory over a great team and continue to make that next step to see if he can earn that contract. Because if he if they don't sign him, um, you know, Cleveland will do something else. And it wouldn't shock me one bit. Uh, unrelated, that uh, they make a swing for my guy in Green Bay if they don't want to re-sign Baker. So Baker's got to show out. Yeah, and to point out with your with the Cardinals, uh, they're not they're probably not going to have Chandler Jones because he just tested positive for COVID. So oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, that could that could 
be a huge uh, game changer there. Yeah, it should help Baker a lot because we know Chandler Jones is a freaking beast. So oh, for sure. So who did you take in that? Oh, who am I taking? Yeah, I'm actually gonna um, if I'm picking, I'm gonna lean towards Cleveland. I am. Uh-huh. I think I think they're gonna kind of ground and pound them, and control clock. I think Baker will do just enough, but I think Baker needs to show out more than just kind of managing the game if he wants to prove his worth. But I think overall, I think Cleveland will bounce back. Uh, Arizona's good, but I don't think they're, you know, best team in the NFL good. Like, they're a great team. And I think the Browns, you know, after a poor showing defensively, will stifle uh, the Cardinals' offense a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I forgot, as always, I've got our caught our eye game from last week. Um, let's just hop into that real quick. Matt, what was your game that you saw that caught your eye last week? Yeah, so – I picked the Chiefs and Bills. Um, I thought I thought the Bills came in like they looked like they were they're prepared, they're they're hungry, like they want to show that they were the top team in the AFC and not the Chiefs. And boy, did they show out! Um, yeah. So Mahomes, he he looked pretty normal that game. Uh, the Bills defense mm-hmm. definitely gave him a lot of different looks. Uh, caused him to throw two interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault because it hit off Tyreek's hands. But he missed a lot of throws he would usually make. And uh, and I think weather was a little bit of a factor in the second half. But, but at the same time, they're one of those teams like – like I think a lot of teams are now <clears throat> playing what the Bucks in the Super Bowl, play two safety high and, and uh, rush with four and have everybody else cover. And if There's- the – and if the Chiefs don't want don't want to like shorten the game and throw the quick passes or run the ball, like like they're gonna be easy they're gonna start becoming a lot easier to figure out. So they gotta adjust to how they play offense moving forward. But with the Bills, like and yeah, Gigi, sorry, I'll I'll no, let you talk to... after, but um but as for the Bills, like they looked impressive. Like they did extremely well in the pass game, the run game. Like they just had an all-around great offensive game. Uh, Josh Allen showed out. Um, he made, he had a big fourth quarter where he brought the team down and scored a touchdown to put the game out of reach. Uh, yeah, the receiving core looked great. Uh, Dawson Knox, the the tight end, like he had three catches for 117 yards. Stephon Diggs had 69, and their their uh, running back Zach Moss, uh, he had three catches for 55 yards. So. So like from the last from the games they played last year, like it looked like they improved significantly against the Chiefs and and it'll be interesting to see how they do moving forward. But yeah, yeah. go ahead. What are you gonna say to you about the Chiefs? Yeah. I wanted to give a couple of shouts real quick for you guys in this podcast. Matt first, your point, totally agree with it. The Bills are using the Bucks blueprint, rushing four. They're dropping playing too high safety. Mahomes has to be willing to be patient. What we did, it's similar to what happened early in the season. I don't want to like harp back on Green Bay, but the Saints did the same thing when they destroyed us. They dared us to run the ball to play short. You know, they rushed for, they got after us, and we got smoked. And Detroit, the following week, the Lions did the same thing. And what did Rodgers end up doing is he used the short to eat an intermediate pass game to kind of throw them out of that cover two so they could bring a guy in the box. Plus, he handed it off to Aaron Jones and said, all right, fine, you want to keep a light box? We're going to run it. We're going to throw it short. 
until you guys bring a safety down. Mahomes, to your point, has to be willing to do the same thing, and he hasn't. He's been such a home run kind of guy. He loves his arm. He wants the big play. He's got to realize, all right, you know what? They're not going to give me the deep ball. They're going to, like, bracket Tyreek Hill. They're going to take away um, my long freaking touchdown bombs or whatever. All right, whatever. I'm going to throw it underneath to Kelsey. I'm going to throw it underneath to Tyreek. I'm going to throw it underneath to McCole Hardman, to anybody that's uh, – to Robinson. We're going to play – you know, we're going to do quick slants and drag routes and crossing routes and hand it off to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or throw it to him swinging out in the backfield until they bring – their safeties down, then you can hit them over the top. And I want to give a shout out to Bessa because I haven't even told you guys this, but before uh, this season, we talked about his contract. He said when he takes that money, you know, it's going to like affect how the team as a whole is going to play. And I didn't think it would hit this year because I don't think they really lost anybody significant, but like their defense is bad. <laughs> And it's not going to get better anytime soon. It's with that just Al- going to get worse. Yeah, with that yes. albatross of a contract, it's awful. And I also think the kid's pressing a little bit too because in the back of his mind, he knows it. So he's making these mistakes instead yeah. of being patient. But Think about it. Tyreek's going to have to get paid soon too. Yeah. And, you know, and Kelsey's going to have to get paid. Honey Badger's going to have to get paid. That team's going to completely crumble as what we know it. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I just didn't think it would be this soon. But we're getting a taste of what it could look like when those contracts come up. Because like you said, it's only going to get worse. And it's bad. They're the worst defense in the league statistically right now in pretty much every category. So, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, Mahomes may have to rework that contract if he wants a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he already spent the buying part ownership, which is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know the in the MLS league and um, the team the Chief, in the Royals. Yeah, he owns part of the Royals. He owns a part of uh, a basketball team uh, around there and uh, part of the MLS team. Like he's spending his money wisely. <laughs> However, you know when it comes time like to give a little back next time, probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also want to point out uh, the Chiefs receiving. The, their leading receiver was McCall Hardman. Like the Bills game plan was to completely get rid of Tyree Kill and limit Kelsey as much as possible. And I think they did a good job with that because they doubled Tyree the entire game and they would only let Kelsey get the easy underneath routes. Yeah, and, I played Tyree Kill in fantasy this week. So I really hope the Washington football team does the same thing. Just take him away. Don't let him catch any passes, please, until after this week. <laughs> then, then he can go crazy because I play him. You know, I don't yeah, want him to go. I mean, the Bills are better. Than, like, their their defense is better than Washington. Oh, uh, so, yeah, especially their secondary. Yeah, I was going to say, what corner – like, even if you double them, like, Trey White is going to be able to give, like, the first 15 yards to Tyree. And then their like, safeties, too. Uh, yeah. Jordan Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde. That's what i like, they, they don't. They don't – oh, Micah Hyde, source of – Oh, leave me alone, please. <laughs> Good Lord. I, whatever, man. <laughs> you know right, what? We know we do. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Please All right, moving it. on. Uh, Bess, <laughs> what was your game that caught your eye last week? Um, So I'm not going to talk about it, but I just want to give a shout-out to um, David Mills. Uh, Davis Mills, excuse me. He you don't got to be a first round pick to just absolutely torch an NFL defense, whatever this guy was doing, he was doing it right. And, you know, they went on on fourth down, I want to say twice in their own territory early game, just because they could. And it worked every time. It did. Yep. 
every time it worked. And, you know, you just got to give the kid a shout out. You know, thank God he lost. But, you know, if he keeps playing like that, you know, the, Bill, the the Texans are just going to absolutely say, screw uh, um, whatever. Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson and trade him for like a second. Or like we sent out Gilly for a sixth round. They could do the same. Uh, <laughs> the game that caught my eye. Uh, was the Chargers Browns uh, and that Ooh. game? Yeah, man, that game was just a scoring fest. Like the over f- set by Las Vegas for that game was fifty six. These guys scored eighty nine points. It's absolutely insane. I I just loved every minute of it. What really set it the bar for me watching that game is how much of a number one Mike Williams turned into. Everyone going to fantasy this year thought Keenan Allen was the guy. Mike Williams had 16 targets. He caught eight of them, 165 yards. That's insane. I know. I went against him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Justin Herbert is looking like he's going to be a, a perennial pro bowler. It's oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. The Browns, Baker Mayfield, if he pulled that one out of a rabbit's hat, he would be untouchable in Cleveland. I know they got to do it on a big stage, but if he keeps pulling, like, wins out of a hat, like, if he did that, that would have been phenomenal for the, the for the city, hopefully for his – because I think the Browns have a great chance of making the Super Bowl this year. They just need to figure out how to not try to force it to, like, Odell and, like, so many plays that, like, are throws him, they might be overthrown just because he's forcing it to him, you know? No, yeah, definitely. And, you know, going back to Justin Herbert, you know, he's he's a big-arm talent, just like Josh Allen, uh, but he's being smart with the football. And um, yeah. that's what you want to look at most with uh, quarterbacks is is not making the big play all the time. It's checking it down. It's hitting that short route. It's getting the first down. So um, he's looking out to be, like, probably one of the best quarterbacks, you know, in the next five years or so. And also, Ryan, just want to give a shout-out to uh, the Chargers rookie left tackle, Rayshon Slater. He's looking like the real deal. Like, they're talking about him being the best uh, tackle in maybe the entire league as a rookie. Like, That's phenomenal. I want to give a quick shout-out, too, to, to their damn head coach. Dude We're not just going to shout a... everybody out. Yeah. Let's go Los Angeles. There you go. Dude, dude does not give a damn. Fourth and seven, fourth and eight, fourth and 20. This man is going to put the ball in Herbert's head and say, let's go for it, man. He trusts him. Well, he, does, he doesn't care. trust well, that, and he doesn't trust the kicker. Like, the kicker is yeah. awful. No, but he's done it multiple weeks. He doesn't care. Yeah, because, does, because does he doesn't, keep, trust work, the doesn't keep working. Yeah. It keeps great. working, so why, you know, if the pot yeah, ain't broken, you know. Yeah, it's. I'm just I don't even doing... know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> if it ain't broken, don't fix it. There you go. All right, and then moving on to my game that caught my eye was the uh, Colts in Baltimore this past Monday night. I I tell you that was a really exciting game to watch. I feel like the Colts were gonna pull this one off, but um, you can't doubt Lamar. I'll tell you that Lamar is turning out to be one of those just freak athletes, freak players. Um, so don't don't, don't doubt him. I feel like. Everyone's doubted him uh, with his passing motion or whatever, but he just he just make plays, and um, that's what you look for in a quarterback. Uh, and his leadership, you know, just coming back from down um, and uh, coming back. But uh, I'll tell you this: that uh, Carson Wentz did play an impressive ball game, twenty-five, thirty-five, four hundred two, two touchdowns, um, and um, they had a good run game, um, solid, at least over a hundred yards rushing. Uh, I wish that the Colts would have held on and uh, won this game, but uh, they didn't. Um, but 
it was a really exciting game. I hope everyone enjoyed it Monday night. I mean, the past, you know, few nights of, uh, like, week two to five, you know, these night games have been really exciting. And I uh, can't wait for more. You know what would have been more exciting? If Michael Pittman got me two more points. Fantasy. <laughs> I've been really exciting. <laughs> but otherwise, I agree, though. Great game. Uh, and moving on to next week's games. Um, I know I got a little out of order. Gary did his games. But we'll move on to Matt's uh, game, intriguing game of next week. Yeah, so I did touch up a little bit when uh, Bess and I talked about the Patriots. But uh, I'm actually going Patriots-Cowboys. Um, this will be a good test for the Patriots defense because this will probably Top five be – defense. Top five. Yes, Yes, and this will probably be the best. Well, I guess the Bucks are technically the best offense, but but if it's a but if it's not pouring rain, like this will probably be the best offense the Patriots play play so far this year. So I think it'll be a good test for them, and uh, and also like we'll see how uh, the Cowboys do outdoors in New England because pretty much all of their games they've won so far have been have been in the domes or in warm weather. So. So like it'll be interesting to see how they, how Dak and uh, and the offense does against uh, against the Patriots playing outside and against Belichick's defense. And uh, as for offense, like we'll see how they do. Um, they didn't look particularly great against the Texans till the end, but if uh, but if they can get the run game going and get the short passes, like I think they'll be able to move the ball up a little. Move the ball down the field a little bit because I'm still not completely sold on the Cowboys defense. Although Agreed. they've had their they've had their moments, so so like I I I think this will be a lot closer game than people think it is because I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about oh the Cowboys are going to kill the Patriots. They're just so much better from top to bottom. But no, I agree with you, man. I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, it's, but you never know with Belichick. Like he's always got something up his sleeve. So Dallas is favored in that game uh, by, by three and a half, I think. But yeah, I'm looking at the lines right now. They're favored by four, so that means money's been going on Dallas. Who do you think is going to win? Um, I uh, I want to root for my Patriots so bad, but if I had to put my money on it, I would pick Dallas to cover the spread. Like I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't see anything from the Pats offense personally i think the defense if the offense can stay on the field i think the defense is the top three defense in the league but you know seeing that you know it's a rookie quarterback i totally get it you got to give him a lot you know give him time to learn yeah um uh once this offense starts meeting up with the defense i think that they would be able to cover that spread but at the point it is right now i completely agree with you that that you know that Four, that three and a half that uh, Dallas's favorite by is still low. I also agree. I'm going to get that touchdown. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, moving on, um, I'll go with my game, uh, intriguing game of next week. I'm going with the, let's see what I picked here uh, Bills Titans. Um, you know, talking back with the, the Bills Chiefs, I think the Bills. Uh, I think Colin, when on the herd, he mentioned that they are the favorites now to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, um, which I feel like they are. Uh, Josh Allen's playing at a high level. Their defense is playing at an even higher level. So it's going to be hard to beat. But 
Um, can they stop Derrick Henry? That's that's going to be the question. Um, but I think it should be an interesting matchup. It is Monday night. Hopefully another good Monday night game. And um, hopefully Tannehill shows up and uh, gives us a good one. You know, I mean, Titans are fighting for to be four and two. Um, so I'm definitely going. Derrick Henry versus that defense should be interesting. Yeah. And uh, best moving on with you, what's your intriguing game of the week? Uh, it's going to be the Raiders versus the Broncos. Uh, the whole fiasco happening with John Gruden is very – like, it's undertold. I understand that the assistants have the same knowledge that the head coach does in whatever fields that is. But all the dismay that's going around in that office, all of the – you know, that's probably going around in the field, they lost their head coach. You know, Chucky was their guy. And because of, you know, his boneheaded mistakes, he's no longer there. You know, pretty much essentially what turns into a short week for these guys. I want to know how they're going to respond to that, probably with shitty practices, what have you. They have to go all the way up to Colorado. They got to go up 6,000 feet in elevation to Denver. I, I, I you know, the, the um, Broncos are favored by three and a half. I, I personally think that they, they're just going to run them out of the building. I don't see how they're going to be able to have a good uh, practice out there or and get their heads around what's going on with the whole John Gruden thing. Good point, honestly. I mean, yep. it's, it's all, all messed yep. up over there. It's all messed yeah, up. Yeah, I think that pre- I think that ruined the season for the Raiders. Like, they actually had a good start. Uh, they did have a good start last year before they faded. I feel like that was going to be the same thing anyways. So, whether they had Gruden or not. I thought the Raiders were going to fade away at some point. Well, they're point. definitely going to fade away now. So. Well, yeah, well, now without him, like, they're definitely going to fade away and everything that's going on there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this is a key game for both teams. I mean, I know the Raiders have been going over some, you know, you know, John Gruden controversy, but uh, both three and two in the AFC West, I mean, that division's up for grabs. Uh, but it's a big game for both teams. And... um. Moving on, best you want to do some um, some picks? Uh, yeah, so I'll give you guys like a three-team parlay that I'm going to be yeah. putting myself in this week. Um, I got the Packers over the Bears, which is four and a half. I do have, like I said earlier, um, Denver over the Raiders by three and a half. And if I had to choose another one, I'd probably go Seahawks at Steelers just because Be- Big Ben's arm is so dead. And that they're giving four and a half, so I'm uh I, I I'm I'd be remiss not to take the Seahawks because I, I just think that they're gonna win outright and I, I don't see Well how. you gotta remember Seahawks doesn't have Russell Wilson. Oh shit. No, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Then, <laughs> that's that, yeah, that's that's out, out of the board right there. <laughs> um it'll probably be Buffalo Bills against the Tennessee Titans. Their defense is good enough to stick it to Ryan Tannehill. And their their rush defense, Ed Oliver, has been so underspoken about lately. He is He's phenomenal, just killing it out there. And I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be able to go up the one and two, you know, the A and B gap. I think he's going to have to stretch it outside. And once he stretches it outside, they have, they got great linebackers there. I don't think that the, the Titans are going to be able to run that much. And when it comes to passing, you know, they they got A.J. Brown and Julio. But uh, the Bills don't have soldiers back there. I think, I think like Julio's out earlier. this week again. He's still out? I think so, yeah. 
I think it's a yeah. game time decision, but it's it likely sounds like, be it out. sounds like he's doubtful though. Yeah. Yeah. Usually means but, he's out. Besson, what's the spread that game? That's a four and a half Buffalo's favorite. I'll still take that. Oh, for yeah, sure. I'll take I, Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so that, I think they're gonna stack the box against Tennessee and make Tannehill beat them with his arm. Yeah, yeah. Like because with, I think with, with that secondary, I would too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, moving on, I know we, we all talk about sports and all that. Um, we haven't really talked about college football this season, uh, but I want to put my two cents in about this uh, Oklahoma-Texas game. I mean, what a game. I watched the highlights, and it was, like, exciting uh, start to finish. Um, you know, congrats to Oklahoma for getting the win, coming back um, from big, down big. But, you know, going to sports, you know, being a quarterback uh, and also a coach, you know, coach high school football, um, I don't like to see this happen in a game. I know that, you know, a change was for the better, but uh, how does it affect Spencer? I mean, he's got to be a big boy now, but, you know, he was taken out of the game. I think in the second quarter they put Caleb Williams in. Um, you know, it wasn't like Spencer wasn't doing well. Uh, he only threw a pick and lost a fumble. Uh, it just – it didn't seem right to me. I wouldn't – you know, from a co- coming from a coach's perspective, I wouldn't take him out of the game um, just because I want to trust my quarterback. And that's to me, it didn't seem like, you know, Lincoln Riley trusts his quarterback. He just wanted to win the game. Um, but, you know, that's my two cents. I didn't agree on the de- decision. Uh, but uh, congrats, Oklahoma, for getting the win, staying six, uh, six and oh, and being number four. Mr. Rattler was supposed to be a top five pick in. This coming, this coming draft, and boy, did his stock drop a lot. So I think, so I think he's gonna probably need to stay another year to to bring it to, to like get back to that level again, like get back to that uh, top five talent again. And uh, Ryan, I want to push back a little bit what you said. I'm not as upset. I although I agree with the confidence standpoint. Lincoln Riley's job is to win games. So from that perspective, he did achieve what he set out to do. And you mentioned how Spencer Rattler needs to be a big boy. He needs to handle this like a man. And he's expected to play like at a high level. I know he threw a pick and he started off a little shaky. And I agree, he, he didn't look as bad as people made him out to be. But I think this could be like a blessing in disguise for him, depending on how he takes it. Like... He had all the hype around him. He's supposed to be the Heisman winner, you know, top pick in the draft next year. Now he needs to understand that, like, okay, nothing's a gi- nothing's a gimme, nothing's given. He got to he has to reset his mind, reset his focus, and I think he could be better off for the situation. To see for him to kind of be humbled a little bit, to see what the team could do without him, maybe it'll ha- help him reset his focus and play like to the level that he's expected to, or it could go south and he could be, his confidence could be shot. It's going to depend on how he takes it though. So, you know, hopefully for Spencer Rattler, he takes it well. He understands. All right. I wasn't playing up to par and he just steps up and just balls the rest of the year. And NFL scouts are looking at how, like for every player, like how they go through adversity. And this, yes. this is going to be a perfect example right there. Like, is he going to be able to rise up from there? Is he going to, Put his head down and pout about it. Like that's right. That's gonna be that's gonna be a determining factor there. All right. Well, I want to move on to um, the big fight on Saturday between uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. I mean, first off, what a trilogy! 
guys. I mean, you know, this is the I think the only trilogy where personally to me, one guy won all three fights, but it was still exciting. I know it was a split draw the first time around, but you know, that fight, um I thought Fury even dominated most of that fight that time. But um I'm gonna throw it to you guys first before I put my two cents in. Matt, what did you think about the fight? What would, what impressed you the most, and how did you feel about it? Um, I thought the fight was unreal. Like, it's probably the best boxing match I've seen since the last uh, Fury Wilder fight. Like, it just seems like this is a classic heavyweight heavyweight battle where the two best guys are going at it. So that's always exciting to watch. And uh, and my thoughts on it is I. It just it just seems like Fury was is so much more superior than Wilder. And I know Wilder had his two knockdowns in the fourth round, but but like it just it just seemed like he was gassed like after the second round. Like he got two lucky punches in in the fourth round, but like like it just seemed like Fury was just was just dominant. Like he he just gassed him out like he just kept Kept like, uh, yeah. Once he gets on that bear hug on him, I, yeah. I like once he starts hugging him and like putting his weight down on him, that's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, and I was actually surprised this went eleven rounds because Wilder looked like he was done after after like the sixth round. But uh, yeah. but big big kudos to Wilder for sticking it sticking in there. Like he toughed it out. He toughed it out throughout. But uh, but in the end. Like if they fought each other twenty times more, it Tyson Fury would win twenty, uh, 20 times. So it yeah. just seemed to me that Fury was the superior boxer, and and it showed in in uh, Saturday's fight. All right, best. Let me throw it over to you. Uh, what do you think about it? I don't know if you uh, saw everything. Yeah, I was um, I was working while it happened, so I watched the fight. Um, on the internet, which was, it was so good to watch. Um, you know what though, for, for Deontay, I, I can't understand how he, um, if he, if you're going to come out that courageous and, you know, credit to him that, you know, he fought with everything he had, but with all the shit, you know, cheating accusations and all that. And, you know, he, he just lost fair and square. He got demolished. Actually, he didn't just lose. He got, he he got completely taken to you know given a lesson to in regards to boxing, and for him to go out and uh, still stick to his guns rather than just use it as a promotion vehicle and still stick to his guns, uh, even after just being cl- cleanly just destroyed, uh, you know it, it was a real bad look for him and you know just all the complaining afterwards on his regard is, you know it, it's really tarnishing his legacy you know in my opinion. Yeah, it's oh. embarrassing. Yeah, for sure. He sounds like a five-year-old. Yeah, it's like it's he—he's probably going to be done. What I really want to see is um, Tyson Fury versus uh, the guy from England, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that's what I would love to see. I, oh, I the don't thing, know why. The thing is, Anthony Joshua just uh, lost in his yeah. heavyweight fight. So, oh, that was the other so, day as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd still, I'd still pay to see them too. Probably. Yeah, I'd still pay to see that. But I, I would, I, I, I'm with you, best. I want to see that fight. It just sucks that Joshua lost, which kind of takes the shine out of that fight. Yeah, I would yeah. still want to see it though. Just yeah, I'd still pay. I'd still pay for that. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, 
And yeah, I don't know if you guys shared it. This is kind of a little bit out of context, but Tyson Fury's brother is like Logan slated Paul, to right? fight Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yeah. So oh, Jake Paul? Yeah. So if right. he, so if I, I got to say, if Tommy Fury is half as good as Tyson Fury's pinky, like he <laughs> should, he should yeah, win. But everything but, I've been reading about him is he's not twice as good as Jake Paul's uh, not, uh, Tyson Fury's pinky. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've been reading so, yeah. he is bad. Yeah, so well, that'll be interesting, but, like, he's got the big name, but but, yeah, we'll see what happens when they actually get in the ring. Hey, Ryan, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. Any thoughts on this fight? All I right, agree. we're going to... Oh, you agree? Okay. <laughs> I couldn't hear you for a second. Yeah, Ryan, uh, you're... Uh... Your mic is still messed up, so I'm gonna edit. We're gonna edit this part out too. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, yeah, we're okay. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna edit that part out too. Right, I'm gonna throw it back to me. All right, my thoughts. My thoughts on the fight. I uh, thought that um, echoing what you guys both said, Tyson Fury dominated all three fights. Personally, I thought he won. Again, like I said earlier, it was the first one was a split decision. I thought he dominated that too. Um, what made this fight so exciting for me was the back and forth and just constant action. So, like by round two, round three, I thought Fury was getting ready to end it, and then round four, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when he looks done, Wilder comes back and <laughs> knocks him down, starts dominating that round, knocks him down twice, and I'm just like, oh. What is going on here? Just flip the other way. And then you go to the next round, and then Fury, who barely made it out of the fourth round, comes back and just reasserts himself. So the constant back and forth, it felt like a Rocky movie. Like, we're like literally, it's like a scene where one guy's just punching the crap out of the other guy, and then the next guy's just punching the crap out of the other guy, and it's just constant back and forth. Like, it's, uh, it's, it was, it seemed just like that, which made it for great entertainment. Um, which the key word for me is entertainment. In an, in an entertainment value, the fight was amazing. Fury dominated this fight too. After that fourth round, Matt, you mentioned that how he was gassed. Fury looked like he could have gone for another 12-round fight, which is absurd because you have one guy who's chiseled like a Greek god and was done after a couple, a few rounds. He looked gassed. And the other guy Fury had a dad bod. <laughs> he's got a dad bod, bro. Dad like, bod? The, 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 I, I, yeah. Butterbean's dad? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's a disservice to even say he had a dad bod. The dude's like sides were rippling with each punch or each movement. I mean, the dude's just, he looks out of shape. It just but, makes me so happy that he's so good at boxing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It, it, just for the memes, it is just so good that these guys are losing to a guy who calls himself the gypsy. Yeah, he can first yeah. of all. <laughs> Yeah, and you you saw that too with uh with the Andy Ruiz uh, Anthony Joshua fight. Like Andy yeah, Ruiz looked like great. a looked like Anthony a Ruiz mound. showed up like twenty six pounds overweight to their rematch just because he was out partying and drinking margaritas everywhere, which is exactly what I would do if I was Anthony Ruiz. <laughs> no, live in the limelight because you're never getting that shit back. Yeah, for real. But you know, we got the guy who's you know fat and overweight who was in supreme boxing condition. Like I said, he, he looked had like he just go- so much more stamina. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he'd go into the 12 rounds. And just, I mean, he put on round six through 11. It was a clinic, man. I mean, he dominated. And 
Wilder made it as entertaining as it was because not only did he fight back and nearly win the fight in the fourth round, but he had that refuse to lose mentality in the ring that I could respect. Um, I thought it was going to be over a lot sooner. And whenever it ended, you know, I kind of like saluted, you know, Wilder for being as good as he did for that long to like kind of like just hang in there, you know, going down with the shield. But then like Beston pointed out, I lost respect for him. Well, he like the way he yeah, yeah, yeah. dealt with it afterwards, like immediately after I gave him props, I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? You, you, there was nothing to be ashamed about your performance. You put up he a great fight. Ru- ruined it all. Yeah. He like, I don't know if it's shame, but he had nothing to be ashamed about. Dude fought his heart out. You know, he gave Fury a scare for a couple of rounds. I mean, he, he, it's not like he completely got his ass kicked. I mean, there were times where he looked like he was winning the fight all a bit briefly, but you know, he, put up a really good performance and kept going back and forth to just kind of ruin it like that. I, I don't get it. You know, you know, some people are built different or think differently. And, you know, you know, unfortunately for him, you know, he feels like that's slight and just doesn't want to give credit where credit's due. Um, and Fury kind of killed him with kindness at the uh, end of it, which is kind of worse. <laughs> like, Vessel, what do you yeah. say? I, when I do online, when we play people on like Madden or 2K, where I tell them great job and it just makes them mad. I feel yeah, like, <laughs> it's it's patronizing. Yeah, you know? I feel like yeah. yeah. there's nothing that infuriates people <laughs> more than being patronized. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know if he was patronizing him or he meant it, but you know, you know, he's kind of what he said, like I'll pray for him, whatever, and all that. But you know, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, but all in all, great fight. And uh, that's gonna wrap it up today. For, uh, the three yard game podcast, Ryan had a bit of technical difficulties, so we couldn't get him back for this last topic. But um, it's great talking to you guys, Bestem. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, great talking yeah, to you guys as you always. Guys. Yeah, no problem. And anytime you want to come back, you're more than welcome. And uh, please uh, like, subscribe to uh, Three God Game on Anchor. You can also find us on uh, Spotify, Apple. Uh, we are on Instagram at uh, Three Got Game. I think three underscore Got Game. So uh, please like and subscribe. And uh, thank you all for listening in. I hope you guys have a great night. Have a good night, everybody.